we can say that something was intended to help. And there is some truth in there, right? It's not, I'm not saying that you're, that you're lying or intentionally being manipulative. But what we also know is that if I am anxious, preoccupied, and I am sitting in my insecure state, that even when I am trying to help, even when I am trying to love, there is a part of me that wants to control this because I'm scared. Yes, I love you. Yes, I want to be with you. And there's also a part of me that is afraid to lose you. And so it's not all love. There's a part of me that wants to control. There's a part of me that's scared. There's a part of me that is in fear. It's not all love. If you keep telling yourself that everything that you're doing is all good, you will not change it. You will keep looking at people like you crazy for not receiving me instead of seeing the own parts of you that are not all good and not all love. I am Taylor Chandler. I'm a licensed therapist, host of this podcast, Boundaries and Grace, and leader of my practice, Reattach. My mission is to help you shift to secure attachment, uprooting anxiety and avoidance, replacing with clarity and peace. You will shift. Tag somebody, bring somebody in that needs to understand why their relationships keep cycling in these negative patterns, whether it's with the same person or they've had a history of like emotionally unavailable people. Why is everybody emotionally unavailable or why can't people relax? Okay, like I'm, I feel like I'm calm and I'm collected. Why are all of these people that I'm dating, why do they seem so clingy? The anxious couple, the anxious preoccupied type and the dismissive avoidant type. We're going to talk about what this couple is. We're going to define some terms. We're going to talk about what you think that this couple is, what a, the, some misconceptions that are had about the anxious and the avoidant matchup. We're going to talk about what it actually is. So I'm going to correct some things, some, some common misconceptions, and I'm going to share with you what you can do about it. Let's talk about the anxious and the avoidant couple. And for those of you that don't know, while y'all are dropping some things in the chat for me, those of you that don't know, my name's Taylor Chandler. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I help people break negative relationship cycles, okay, in one-on-ones and in group sessions. By the way, on Tuesday the 18th, so coming right up, my next group reattached starts. The next round starts on Tuesday the 18th. So if you're resonating with this as we're going, you definitely want to hop on board. Let's tune in. Get your notes out. Get your pen and paper out. Get your pen and paper out. Let's talk about it. Let's first understand what attachment styles are. First up, there are five different attachment styles. Everybody, you and everybody you know, falls into one of these categories. Do you hear what I'm saying? You and everybody you know has an attachment style. Everybody's got one. Somebody put in the comments, everybody got it. Somebody put in the comments, everybody got it. There are five different attachment styles and there are two categories that these that house these five attachment styles. Somebody drop in the comments, everybody got it. There are five different attachment styles. You and everybody you know fits into one of these styles. Thank you. Fits into one of these styles. And there are two categories that house these five styles. Thank you, Harrison. We've got insecure and we've got secure. 
Five different attachment styles, two categories, one side secure, one side insecure. In the insecure category, there is, we've got the anxious preoccupied type, AP. We've got the dismissive avoidant type, DA. Welcome, y'all. We've got the fearful avoidant type, FA. And we've got the disorganized type. We've got the AP, anxious preoccupied, DA, dismissive avoidant. FA, fearful, avoidant, and we've got the disorganized style. Those styles, those are four of them. That the, All of those styles fit under the insecure category. On the secure side, we've got secure, period. Understanding your attachment, understanding how attachment styles work can eliminate relationship issues for you. Do you hear what I'm saying? It can eliminate common relationship issues that people are facing by understanding your attachment style. Everybody has patterns. Everybody's got patterns. Everybody's got patterns. And so when you start to understand what your patterns are and how to fix them, and when you start to see other people's patterns and how to discern whether it's worth it or not to deal with it or how to deal with it, a lot of a lot of relationship uh, issues are eliminated because you realize it's not random and there are very specific solutions, strategies to apply. You understand what I'm saying? So I need you to tune in. I need you to understand. I need you to have pen and paper. But today, y'all, thank you for buying a badge. I certainly appreciate the support. First, y'all, we're, 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 I need you to understand we're not going to talk about every single style. If you want to understand every single style and really start to unlock this for yourself, you can get the attachment workshop. It's available to you. You can buy it through my resource store. But today, today we are just talking about the anxious preoccupied type and the dismissive avoidant type together. Why are we doing that? Because it is such a common matchup. It is such a common pairing that a lot of people that are going to couples therapy and a lot of people that are having couples issues, even if they don't go to therapy, are dealing with this problem. We've got an AP with a DA and they don't know it. We've got an AP with a DA and they communicate so different. They communicate so differently that they keep hitting these this cycle of miscommunications, misunderstandings, frustration, and resentment, even when both people like each other, even when both people love each other. Can you still hear me? The little thing keeps coming off. You understand what I'm saying? So if I'm an AP, anxious, preoccupied type, and I'm with a DA, dismissive avoidant type, the loop that we're experiencing together, miscommunications, frustrations, misunderstandings, don't necessarily, aren't necessarily out of, um, the source of it isn't necessarily that we don't love each other, we don't like each other, not even that we don't want to be with each other, but that we communicate so differently, we express our needs so differently, and our needs are so different that that is the thing that perpetuates the negative cycle, not necessarily a disdain for the person, his or herself. Did you catch that? Somebody say caught it if you understand what I'm saying. Somebody say caught it if you understand what I'm saying. So even if you don't, if you do know a little bit about attachment styles and you're like, but what about if I'm not AP and I'm not DA? Listen to this. Even if you identify with the fearful avoidant or disorganized styles, the information I'm going to share with you is going to help you understand relationships that have negative patterns. Okay. 
even if you are not an F, even if you are not an AP or a DA. So you're, let's say you've, re- you've recognized that you're FA, you've listened to some podcast episodes or you've been in the workshops and you're like, is this really going to apply to me? Yes. It's going to help you. Why? How? Because the fearful avoidant, the fearful avoidant has both anxious and avoidant traits. The fearful avoidant has both an anxious side and an avoidant side. The disorganized type also has an anxious side and an avoidant side, all housed in the same person. But it's going to help me to conceptualize these issues by talking about the attachment styles that are the most potent. Thank you. Okay, let's talk about, thank you. Let's talk about the AP, the anxious preoccupied type. The anxious preoccupied type is often seen as clingy. Thank you, Faith. It's often seen as clingy. Hey, Jonathan, often seen as clingy, often finds themselves ruminating about the relationship. What does that mean? It means that I might be going over conversations in my head. Thank you, Dr. Cheryl. I might be going over conversations in my head that happened a month ago. I might be, we might have just left dinner and everything was cool, but when I get back home or when we get back in the car, I'm thinking about, did it, and, and it may, maybe there's some silence. And I'm thinking about, did I say something wrong? Did everything go okay? Even when you have had a perfectly fine night, I ruminate over the relationship, even relationships that are, that are over and done with, okay? You're not even with this person anymore. Ruminating about the relationship, what could I have done? The AP is, is much more often the one to say, it must be me. There's something about me. There's something about me. And they will express that way. Okay. They also, the AP often wants to know the trajectory of a relationship. Hey, Jay, often wants to know the trajectory of the relationship early on. Okay. Early on. So like, what are we, what is this, what are we doing? And I'm afraid that if I invest too much of my time, energy, or attention, and I don't know on the front end how it's going to end, end, that makes me feel insecure, unstable in the relationship. Like, I'm really not sure how you feel about me, or maybe I know how you feel about me, but I don't trust where you're going to take me. And so I want to, I really want to know what the, I want to get concrete answers early on about what this is. Who are we? Okay. The dismissive avoidant type. Y'all get that? AP. Let's go move, let's move on to the dismissive avoidant type. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about why these people end up together, even though they're so different. The dismissive avoidant type often distances. So the AP goes forward, the DA backs up. The AP comes forward, the DA distances, withdraws. Okay, they often distance. They can focus more on external things like work, for example, um, more than internal things like feelings. The external world seems more important than my internal world. They... um Whereas the AP wants to define the relationship early, the DA has difficulty defining the relationship at all or minimizes the relationship. Like it's not that important. Like you're not that important. Um, they, they have a hard time allowing someone to have influence over them. That feels smothering. Okay. APs are often like, I'm just trying to help. And the DA feels like you're trying to control. It has anybody, exp- before I even go any further, come on, does any, has anybody ever uh, experience that in their real life. Say I have, can somebody put, I have, you have tried to help and someone that you're with that has more avoidant traits that distances more than coming forward can feel controlled. Yeah. Okay. I have, I have. So it's a thing. 
<laughs> right? It's a thing. We see how people in the comments are saying, I have, because they have tried to help, but they've been received as being controlling, okay? Um, we said at the beginning of this that they're, that that's a perfect, this is a perfect example of a misunderstanding, of a misperception. You are perceiving me incorrectly. My intention, thank you, Vincent, for buying a badge. I appreciate this, the support. My intention in this behavior was not to hurt you, was not to frustrate you, but the way that you received me has caused you to behave towards me as if I am bad or my intentions are bad when it was actually out of love for you Okay, or out of out of love for the relationship. Now I'm gonna say this, APs. I wasn't gonna do this this early, but I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Although I just kind of gave that to you on a nice little, but like I know somebody's like, yes, oh my god, see, look, I know somebody's like, yes, finally somebody understands why couldn't he or she get it? But I have to say this, and I'm not gonna say too much about it because you got to come to reattach and really understand this in depth. But I'm gonna say this, y'all. We can say that something is in love. We can say that something was intended to help and there is some truth in there, right? That's not, I'm not saying that you're, that you're lying or intentionally being manipulative. But what we also know is that if I am anxious, preoccupied, and I am sitting in my insecure state, that even when I am trying to help, even when I am trying to love, there is a part of me that wants to control this because I'm scared. So come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Who is going to be honest with themselves today that, yes, I loved you. Yes, I love you. Yes, I want to be with you. And there's also a part of me that is afraid to lose you. And so it's not all love. There's a part of me that wants to control. There's a part of me that's scared. There's a part of me that is in fear. It's not all love. Woo! It's all, we haven't even gotten started. But anyway, yeah, this is the kind of this is the kind of self-awareness that we need to have to be able to fix this issue. Because if you keep, come on, I'm already preaching. If you keep telling yourself that everything that you're doing is all good, you will not change it. And you will keep looking, oh my gosh, you will keep looking at people like you crazy for not receiving me instead of seeing the own parts of you that are not all good and not all love. Come on, come on. Somebody, somebody is in agreement. You understand what I'm talking about? Ooh, they said I'm telling the truth. Come on, come on. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. So um, there's a magnetization, it seems to be, right, with these types. The AP and the DA seem to be magnetized together, okay? All insecure types, why is that? All insecure types have unresolved emotional issues, all insecure types have unresolved emotional issues, rendering them insecure within themselves and therefore in relationships. Everybody, AP, DA, FA, disorganized, everybody on my insecure side has emotional, unresolved emotional issues, okay, rendering them <laughs> insecure within themselves and therefore in relationships. If I don't feel good about me, I cannot relax with you. I cannot, if I do not, if I am not stable and secure in myself, unsure about me, feeling less about me, negative beliefs about myself, that then disallow me from having a healthy relationship with another person, okay? So the anxious preoccupied type, so why are we magnetized together? 
it's not just because we both have the same kind of emotional issues. Um, hey, Alexandria. Um, one of the reasons why the AP and the DA keep getting together again and again and again, okay, is that the AP tries to get the DA to open up, to connect, to express love. Somebody tell me in the comments if that's something that you would like. You've been with somebody who has been shut up and shut down, okay, who has been withdrawing and you have wanted, you have wanted them and have literally tried to get them to open up, to connect and to express love. You have tried to express. Like you have literally tried to persuade somebody, persuade somebody through words and action that with you, it's safe with you. It's okay. They are shut down and they are shut up and they are withdrawn. And you have tried to persuade them that you are safe. You are okay. You are not going to hurt them that they can trust you. Has any, can anybody be honest in the comments and say, that's been me. Come on. Yeah, there it is. We see so much potential for connection. Good, Blue Empress. So I see the potential for connection here, and I just want you to see it too. I want you to see how good it could be. It's not always your husband or your wife. It can be your parent. And I want someone to say, I want you to see it. I wanted you to. I want you to see how good this can get. Put it in the comments. I want. I just want you to see it. I just want you to see it. I just want you to see how good I am. I just want want you to see how good love is. Somebody just put in the comments, I wanted you to see it. I just wanted you to see it. I just wanted you to see it. I just wanted you to see it. And, and, and you're usually doing it from a place of, I want, I want you to see it for you. Has anybody ever, like, like, look, it's not even me. Thank you for buying a badge, Terry. I appreciate the support. It's not, I just want to be seen and understood. I just want you to see it. And sometimes, look, who, who, oh my goodness, who am I talking to? Who in here is truly, we talk already a little bit about a selfish part that might need to feel controlling, but how about somebody that really, there's been some moments where unselfishly, unselfishly, there have been some moments where unselfishly, you have said, I want you to do this for you. Who is it? Who is it where, where you're like, look, even if you take me out of it, I just want you to, I just want you to feel love for you. I just want you to feel connection for you. I just want your life to get better for you. Who has had a moment like that where you got to a point where you were like, even if you don't stay with me, I just want you to open up to connect and to be able to express love for you. Somebody put do it for you. If that's been you, just do it for you. I just want you to do it for you. Come on, come on. There we go. There we go. I want you to see it. I want you to see it. Do it for you. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, let's keep going, folks. How about the DA? The dismissive avoidance type. We're talking about right now the magnetization. Why do how these people end up together? Because the AP keeps trying to get this person to open up, connect, and express love. Um, the DA tries to get the AP to back down, do less. And not expect so much. Or has that been you? Somebody say, relax, if that's been you. If you've been the DA, say, relax in the comments. Because you might be a little bit of both, right? At different points. Because you attachment is fluid. You can be um, fearful avoidant in the same relationship. A little bit of anxious and a little bit of avoidant. Or in different relationships, you can swing based off of what you're ex experiencing in the environment. So has anybody, let's flip to the other side, as a matter of fact. 
let's put this, let's flip this on the other side because you haven't always, not everybody on here has always been the pursuer, has always been the clinger. How about those of you that have experienced somebody that want, that it felt like they wanted too much from you too early? Thank you for buying a badge. I appreciate the support. They wanted too much from you too early. They were like, you went on one date. They were like, what are we? And you were like, uh, strangers. <laughs> Hello? Somebody say relax in the comments if that's ever been you. If you can admit, I've been on the avoidance side. Sometimes I've been on, I've been an I've been an avoidant type for somebody where they kept trying to get me to come to them and I kept backing up. It made me go. It made me back up and withdraw. Somebody put relax if that has ever been you. The DA tries to get the AP to back down, do less, and not expect so much. AP anxious, preoccupied, DA dismissive, avoidant types of attachment attachment styles. Yep, yep, some of y'all, okay, so look, look, somebody in therapy talking about you right now, somebody in therapy talking about, I gave him everything, Uh uh-oh, let me not do it, let me not do it, I know sometimes we like to be on one side, sometimes we like to be on one side, but sometimes you the one, they calling me, talking about you, okay, Oh, I feel like I gotta say this. Wait a second. Mm-mm. I feel like I gotta say this. Let's all come to an agreement right now today <laughs> that based off of what we've just said, thank you for buying a badge. I appreciate that. Thank you for, thank you. Look, based off of what we've already just done in the last four minutes. You can understand if you've been the avoidant type and somebody else has been coming after you. Yeah, coming after you. Right, it's different now. Now, uh, uh, well, yeah. Look, we can understand (laughs) it's not always about how good of a person is. It's not always about what their capacity is in general. Because sometimes, come on, I'm talking to you. Sometimes you had it and didn't want to give it. I would throw this iPad down if I didn't want. Sometimes, oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I'm tired of people talking about they're narcissistic or they have, they're a, they're an eight ounce person. Taylor said you're an eight ounce person and I'm a 64 ounce person. Yeah. How about when you had 64 and you only wanted to pour out eight? Woo! What's gotten into me? How about when, <laughs> who am I talking to? How about when you had a gallon and you gave them a cup because you didn't want to or you didn't like them like that? Somebody, it's not always, people. it's not always, oh my gosh, this person really is generally emotionally immature or incapable, narcissistic or avoidant. Sometimes you've been the avoidant one and it's not that you couldn't give more. It's not that you were not a loving person even at that time, but it's that you just didn't like them like that. You just didn't want to give it to them like that. Somebody put in the comments, I had it. I had it to give. Oh, oh, somebody put it in. The, so just put, just do it for yourself. Just do it for yourself. Don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. Somebody say, I had it. I had it to give. I just, it just wasn't, it wasn't, you just really weren't. I just really wasn't trying to give it to you like that. Like I had it to give. And now you over here talking to Taylor, talking about I'm a narcissist when actually, no, I had it. Who can say, yep, thank you, Vincent. Who can say it? 
I had it. So let's be careful then, right? This is the point is this. The point is this. Let's just be careful. <laughs> let's be more careful for the rest of 2023 and beyond to label, to be labeling other people talking about they're this and they're that. Cause sometimes they're, they are the you that you've been before too, where you had it, but you just didn't want to pour it like that. That's not the point. Let's move on y'all. Thank you. Don't we, isn't it fun to just be honest? Isn't it fun to just, just say what it just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sure did have it. Sure did. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. So thank you for buying a badge. Y'all are feeling, thank you. Is it the sunlight? Is it the weather that's doing this to y'all today? Thank you. So the, the AP and the DA consistently seem like they end up together. The AP tries to get the DA to open up, connect, express. The DA tries to get the AP to back down, do less, and not expect so much. Again, this as we can see how we have been on both sides, other sides, whatever. AP and DA, there it is not a... It's not a function of your character, okay? It's a way that you are, it's the way that you are behaving, okay? So just like you can be a good person and express avoidant, okay? Doesn't always mean that somebody is this like malicious, uh, you know, sociopathic type person. So it's about, this is a, it's a, it's an identification that helps us to understand behavior, okay? Not the character of a person or their inherent potential, as a person. Okay. Both types, the AP and the DA, both types are on the insecure side and actually share the same problem. Thank you. Thank you. Actually share the same problem. And it sounds like this, the AP and the DA are on both on the insecure side and actually share the same problem. Sound can sound like this. I don't feel good about me and I'm making it about you. What does that sound like? What does that really look like in real life? The AP believes that he or she is not enough to naturally have your attention or investment. So they try harder to win you over and they look over things to try to keep you around. I'm more of a doormat in the relationship. I'm more of a turn a blind eye in the relationship. And I will accept things that are unacceptable because I don't feel good about me. It's not because you're so powerful, the other person. It's not because this other person is so powerful. It's not because, that, that's not it. It's not because they are so charming. That's not it. At the bottom line, it's that I don't feel good about me. And therefore, I accept things that are unacceptable. The DA believes he or she is not enough to naturally have your attention or investment. Does it sound familiar? Does it sound familiar? I'm not misreading my own notes. The the DA believes he or she is not enough to naturally have your attention or investment. So they back away. So you really don't have to see them and their flaws. Okay. They don't think you would really accept all of them. So they keep much of them to themselves. If you really knew who I really am, you really wouldn't like me very much. I keep you at a distance so that you never really see me. You know, a couple of minutes ago, I, I made, a, you know, we were talking about what if I, I had it, but I didn't give it. And it was more of like, I really don't like you like that. So um, I'm not giving it to you. But sometimes, listen to me, that's not, that's not every single case. That's not every case. That's not every case. Someone can really, really 
value your opinion, can really want your acceptance so much so that they keep parts of themselves from you to avoid your rejection. This is the case for a lot of parents. Yeah, this is the case for a lot of parents. Yeah, parents who are avoidant and who stay away because I really don't trust myself to handle you. I really don't trust myself to parent you. I really don't trust that if you see my flaws, that you would still love me, even though I'm your father, even though I'm your mother. And so that's a, that's a, this is a, it's just a really good example because it is a very small percentage of parents who intentionally or consciously choose to stay away from their children because they are, because you are their child. It is a much bigger share of the pie of parents who stay away physically or emotionally because they don't feel good about themselves, don't trust themselves to handle you well, okay? Not because you are my child, but because you are my child. Hear that, hear that, hear that. I want you to hear that in the spirit, okay? Not because you are my child, but because you are my child. I don't know how else to tell you. Not because you are my child, but because you are my child. So the stakes are very high with you. Come on, goodness gracious. Oh my God, I know somebody gonna get free off this. Thank you for buying a badge, Alexandra. I appreciate that. Woo, wait, when we do healing childhood, y'all, I've done heal, the healing childhood workshop several times, many times. But when I do it this time, I keep wanting to throw this iPad down. I hope I don't get too excited. I'm not trying to buy that iPad again. <laughs> But when I do healing childhood this time, and it's going to be in like two weeks or something, it's going to be really, really good. I want you to be there. Because we about to break some of this stuff right up off your life. We about to break some of this in a day. Oh, I can't even get started. I can't even get started, y'all. Thank you. Okay, let's keep moving. ZA believes he or she is not enough to naturally have your attention or investment. So they back away. So you really, so you don't really see them and all of their flaws. They don't think you would accept, really accept all of them. So they keep much of them to themselves. The AP tries to win you by making themselves different. The DA wants to avoid rejection. So they make themselves disappear. The DA is most comfortable with someone pursuing them. The AP is most comfortable with something to do, a challenge to overcome. So this is why we, we have this like this super attraction to the AP, the AP and the DA, because you're like the you're, you are like exactly the right type. OK, you're exactly the right type. It's a challenge to overcome. You're unavailable. I'm used to trying to get somebody to open up. Usually it's my parent. OK, the the DA is most comfortable with someone who's pursuing them because I want relationship because I'm a human being and we're wired for this. I want relationship, but I'm afraid of how to handle relationships. So I need to be with somebody who will let me do, who will do all of the work, who will be the motor for both of us. So I really don't believe in my own ability to make this thing go. Okay. Let's keep moving. Let's talk about, I'm going to give you three things, what you think it is and what, what it actually is. Okay. I think we already hit a few. 
um, misconceptions, like what I think is going on with this person. Okay. And what's actually going on with this person. And the reason y'all, I have to say this before I keep going and give you my three official ones that I got to give you. Okay. Um, the, it's really not that you do not need to know this for the sake of knowledge. You do not need to know what's really going on behind the veil just for the sake of it. You need to know this because when you don't know it, you internalize someone else's behavior towards you as if it has something to do with you. Okay. Someone rejecting me, I now bring it into me and believe I am rejectable, that I am reject, reject worthy. Rather than understanding that some people do this, not because you are not likable or lovable, but because you are, gosh, but because I don't feel good about me. And so I've made it about you. So the, it's not so that you can start to psychoanalyze people. It's so, this is very important. Because if you just stop there, if you just stop at now I'm a, a super attachment genius, that's that's really honestly it's kind of irritating for people. Like, can I just talk to you plain? Like it's kind of like point, it's kind of like, so what? You you need to start detaching someone else's hey y'all, hey Ashley. Not because you need to start detaching your self-worth from the behavior of someone else. Just like rewind this tape now 30 minutes when we were talking about when sometimes when you have been avoidant with somebody simply because you didn't have it to give to them. You know. Like if I told you right now that that person and I made a joke out of them calling me about you, right? But let's be let's be real for a second. Let's be for real. If you knew that that person took your disinterest and, and really took it into them and for the last three years they've been like, I don't feel good about me because the last person that I tried to be with didn't want to be with me. And now I got all these mental health issues. I think that a lot of people would feel like, oh my gosh, I didn't want, it didn't even mean all that. (laughs) What? It didn't mean all that. It just wasn't, I just wasn't, it just wasn't a fit. Like I just, right. Like, and a lot of parents don't want their children feeling like, low and and unworthy because of things that they could not emotionally provide for you or even physically in the case of for example addiction where somebody is out on the town or um general immaturity where someone cannot take the take on the responsibilities of the house and so they're like in and out and they're doing childlike things or in the case of something like incarceration where I was not physically present but I didn't want my I didn't want my inability to physically be there for you I didn't actually I didn't intend for that to become a part of you Okay, emotionally, I did, and a lot of parents right now, goodness gracious, we about to move into the notes. A lot of parents in the, in the generation above us are gener- are genuinely overwhelmed and or confused about the emotional needs that we coming with. I want this healing childhood is going to be so good. Look, a lot of the generation above us is both overwhelmed and confused about the emotional needs that we're coming with. And so it's not that parents want you to feel less than, low, unworthy. I didn't intend for my lack of emotional presence to be to, to mean something about you. So the point, again, of, of understanding what's going on with this attachment stuff is not so that you can analyze people. It's so that you can detach 
your, you can make a healthy separation, a necessary separation between who you are and the way that people act, who you are and what people say, who you are and what people do. Okay. There are two separate things that appear to be, that appear to be intertwined and connected, but they are two separate things. How is it going? Are you taking it in? Is it making sense? Y'all been buying badges. You've been supporting. You've been writing things in the comments. It's been making sense for you. Okay, good. Right. Supposed to be working. Right. (laughs) Fine with me. We both at work. So I don't see a problem. What's the problem? We're both working. So it's like a, a meeting. We having a meeting. Honestly, this is a meeting. And how many people know that uh, if they didn't want me doing this at the office, uh, well, how about they should have put this in the curriculum at the school? Yeah. How about uh, we should have started with this? How about uh, instead of learning all that trigonometry, talking about uh, cosine, sine, tangent? What? You need to be telling me about anxious, preoccupied, dismissive, avoidant, disorganized, fearful, avoidant. What are you talking about? Triangles and signs and um, what? Algebra was about the last thing we were supposed to do. I was in there taking calculus, doing, trying to, I don't even know what was going on. I don't, I still, I can't, still can't tell you. And I had to take several of those classes. Several. Still don't know. <laughs> it's blurry to me. I can't even, I can't even see the pages anymore. It's just all a blur. Maybe if you would have taught me something about my life, we wouldn't be in this mess. calculator. They said you had to have that calculator. For what? (laughs) That's for what? For what? Because all what I need a bait. I need that five function, four function calculator plus minus division multiplication multiplication. That's it. Talk about figure out the angle, the physics. I took physics, y'all. Talk about I still know that the speed of gravity is 9.8 meters per second squared. Why, though? Why? Hmm. Look, algebra, I said algebra was the last thing that we needed. But what do I need to know? 9.8 meters per second squared. And I was, it was like the train going this speed and the next one coming at this speed, coming at this angle. That's engineering school. What are you talking about? Now look at us trying to catch up. (laughs) Trying to catch up. I'm telling you, I need to open up a school uh, and, and and do something that actually makes some sense. <laughs> right. So, we, look, we were up there learning the periodic table for what? How, why do I need to know how to balance a chemical equation? That's for scientific chemists. What? I don't need to know how to balance uh, an equation. I'm talking about oxygen got two molecules. Hydrogen got eight molecules. What happened, well, uh, tell me how many molecule, how many protons does potassium have? For what? You you need to know that you, if you are about to faint, you need to eat a banana that's got some potassium. And that's what they need to tell you, some life stuff. Talking about the only reason why you need to know what potassium is, is in case you're about to pass out. Okay? <laughs> My accent <accident> is <laughs> Oh, 
tell me how to look at people from different angles. Exactly. I need to know about triangulation. Uh, what happens when somebody wants to ease the pressure of the relationship by introducing a third party? Triangle that. Okay. What you talking about? Judy, you a scientist. You don't get to talk about balancing. <laughs> no, no. You don't get to tell us about how much you love balancing equations. You a scientist. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Come on. The chemist should be doing the chemist stuff. The scientists should be doing science stuff. The people should be doing the people stuff. All right. Let's move on, y'all. Let's get focused. Let's get focused. Okay. Let's get focused. All right. So what you, where are we? Come on, y'all. Come back. Come back. Come back. So what do you think this is, the anxious and the avoidant pairing? And what is it really? Number one, people think that what you think which will happen, okay? What you think will happen is this. All they need to know is, all they need to know is to know it. You think that knowledge will fix this. Somebody put big dupe in the, <laughs> you done got off track. Big dupe. If you think knowledge is going to fix this, all, all you got to do is read this book. All you got to do is listen to this podcast. How many people have tried to send a podcast? I tell people, don't send them this. This ain't going to do it. This is not going to do it <laughs> in general. Because the point, the point is this. Knowledge will not fix this. Since we sometimes we'll think that okay, well, since we both share the same issues of feeling like we're not enough, since we both share, since we both on the insecure side, we have these things in common. We should be able to connect. The reality is, is that just because you share the same problem of insecurity doesn't mean that you will be able to relate to each other in a healthy way. Often, it's the AP, the anxious type, that has the idea that if the avoidant type just knew what was going on, then the relationship would flourish, but it takes more than information. Okay. Someone has to, someone has to actually identify with the problem, believe that they have, that means that they have to believe that it's a problem that they have. I have to actually believe that I have a problem and they have to believe it can be solved. If I don't think it's a problem, and I don't think that I can solve it. There is no motivation to solve it. Okay. It's going to be um, posted. They, there is no motivation to solve it. If I don't actually identify with the problem. And if I don't believe that it can be solved. Okay. Let's you. I mean, I think we understand this, but I'm going to just use the example. We just, I just did of the of physics, right? 9.8 meters per second squared. Because I do not literally identify with having a problem with gravity or that there's nothing to do with my life. I literally, it doesn't mean it's not true. It doesn't mean it's not out there. It doesn't mean that somebody else would not benefit greatly from this information. But if I do not identify with that information, with that problem to be solved, figuring out how long it's going to take for the feather to touch the ground. If I do not identify with that as a problem that should be solved and that I should be the one to do it, there is no motivation for me to continue continue the work in that area. On the dis- on the avoidance side, you might want the anxious type to be able to relax more, to back down. But if the AP only sees their behavior as a legitimate reaction to the avoidant type with nothing to do with their own self, their own problems, then they will not be able to take ownership of the problem, so I won't be able to fix it. Another way of saying this is, 
if I if I believe that I am only stressed out, anxious, begging you for reassurance, um, blowing up your phone because you are the way that you are, then I've made a problem that is that is in me all to do with you. Now, oftentimes, if someone's in an anxious and an avoidant pairing, both people are cre- it's both it's both right that the person really is distance and the other person really is pursuing. But if I only see my behavior as a result of who you are, then I cannot take ownership of my part. Okay. So if you see, if you only see your behavior as a legitimate reaction to someone else, you cannot take ownership of the problem. And if you do not take ownership of the problem, there is no solution. You have no motivation to fix it. People don't solve problems that they don't think are theirs in some way. Okay, they have to have some kind of identification with the problem. That's why you can have, um, there are some social causes, okay, or environmental causes that you feel really passionate about and others that are just as valid, just as important. You're like, somebody else got to do it. Get somebody else to do it. Isn't that right? Like some of y'all are excited about recycling. And some of y'all are excited about saving dogs off the street. It's not that both aren't important. It's that you have some sort of identification with the cause that motivates you to do something about it. So when you try to get someone who's into saving pet cat, into saving stray cats to care about the environment, it's not that it's not important. It's that you just don't, you don't have it. You don't have an investment there. Okay. All right, let's move on to number two. We've got um, we've got three of these, and then I'm going to tell you what you can do about this problem. Okay, so number one was I think that knowledge will fix this. They just need to know that it's a problem. I remember. I mean, Lord knows, Lord knows. It was like, oh my gosh, I found the key. Like it's just just here, here it is. Like if you just know this, and nope, big dupe. Number two, I think that this is their fault. Okay, segue here. I think this is their fault. What I think it is and what it actually is. If the AP would just relax, I would be more available. If the DA would just open up, I would be less pushy. If the anxious person would just relax, I would open up. If the avoidant type would just open up, I would be less pushy. Okay, has anybody ever thought that? Right, if you would just, just be honest, just be honest. That's what we're doing today. Every day, okay? Can anybody be honest? Yes. Just put, put just stop in the comments. It's like, if you would just stop, if you would just text back in a reasonable time, I wouldn't have to pull up to your job. Hmm? If you would just, if you would just uh, take me out on a date once a week, I wouldn't be nagging. If you would just give me some space, then I wouldn't turn my phone or tell you that my phone was dead every time that you have a problem. So, right, if you would just stop, then I would stop. Yep, thank you. Put just stop in the comments if that's been you. It's okay. Just put it in the comments. We're going to go ahead and take care. Let's take care of this. Okay, because the reality is that the problem actually exists in you. 
Okay. The problem actually exists in you. It's true. Someone can trigger us to behave in certain ways, but not consistently as if it's a personality trait. It's true that someone else's behavior, this is something that's so important, and I'm just realizing even more how much people live in a either or black and white thinking rather than seeing things as both and, okay? Life is both and, y'all. I can't, I don't even have the energy to make that point. But life is both and. It's not either or, okay? So it's true that someone's behavior being pushy or being or distancing from you can trigger your behavior. It's true. What is not true is that it's not someone else that's making it, making your behavior show up as consistently as if it's a personality trait. Okay. What I'm going to say more about this. For example, Trolls on the internet. Some of y'all know that I've been, I posted a couple of things about Beyonce. I've posted some things about um, authority, hierarchy in relationships. It's, and the, you know, just tro- trolls on the internet. I can want to, um, let's call it a clapback. I can want to respond in a certain way because someone's response can be so what it is that it makes me want to do something. But it's a moment. And it passes. When something is a person, more like a personality trait, like an anxious personality or an avoidant personality, like it's such a consistent behavior that it has become part of what looks like your character, your personality, you as a person. That's not because of someone else's behavior. That's because it is something in you that allows you to behave in that way consistently. So again, example, trolls on the internet. I can see a comment. And it can trigger something in me, but the, but it doesn't stay that way. It's a moment and it passes. So in relationship, maybe someone does have long response times and it triggers you to want to send more text. Keep it simple. Triggers you to want to blow the phone up, triggers you to want to pull up. But the difference is whether you stay in that state or whether you're able to see that as a uh, as a legitimate response reaction to someone else's behavior that does not necessitate anything in particular from me it does not it does not mean something about me it does not make something in me happen it does not make me do something it does not make me have to do something about it Okay, doesn't make me have to do something about it. Okay, so again, like someone can be avoidant, you can want to connect, want to try harder, but it's a moment, it's not a state of being. So we said, what what do people, what, what, what's something that a lot of people think about this relationship pairing that is not actually true? One, or number two was that it's their fault. If they would just stop, then I would stop. But if I'm behaving in this way consistently and I do not feel in control of my behavior, okay, I feel like I do not have a choice but to do this, okay, that part is me. So, right, it's both and. You are doing something that is triggering and I have a choice about the way that I, the way that I handle this, the way that I respond to it, 
Okay. It's definitely not an either or thing. We, we take this stuff way too far when we're like, no one should make you feel something. Uh, I mean, we just live in a dynamic world where there's cause and effect. Somewhat, something happens and I have a feeling. Something happens and I have a thought. So the, the, the truth is not that nothing affects you. The truth is that you have control over what you do about that, what you do about the effect on you. It's both ands, okay? If we could just, if I could get, that's the a vaccine. I need to just put it into people's brains right here. Boop, boop. It would save a whole lot of time. You definitely taught me that both can be true. It's been my lifesaver ever since I learned that good because I've definitely lived in a black and white world. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing that. All right. Last one, y'all. Everybody, okay, yeah, good. Y'all are making, okay, good. It's making sense for everyone. Excellent. Love that. All right, last one, y'all. Number three, I, what I think that it is and what it actually is. Third one, I think that this is normal. I think this is normal. I think it's normal that everyone deals with a push-pull type of relationship where one person's hard to get and the other is readily available, where all men are one way and all women are this way, where everybody or everybody's just in a somebody wants to be in there and someone's like kind of back and forth. Like it's normal. I think that this is normal. Okay, where one person is okay with being alone and the other person always wants to be around. I think this is normal. Okay, the truth is, no, it's not. Nope. Nope, not everyone, not everyone deals with this level of this degree of imbalance. Personality differences are different than attachment differences. Personality differences are different than attachment differences. In every relationship, there are differences in personalities. There are differences in preferences. Okay? Every in between one between two people everywhere. You can be identical twins. You still got uh some personality differences. You have some differences in preferences. You have some differences in opinions. Okay? You can have the same DNA. So there's always di- personality differences are different than attachment differences. Here's an example. Avoidant versus introvert. If Alexandria is still on here, she just did a thing. She um so I'm training I'm training some people to do attachment work, put it in short, and they're going to be at the retreat. I'm really excited. Are y'all coming to the retreat? You know, we're doing the in-person retreat again in December. I'm very excited about it. And I think you should come. Well, Alexandria is on that team. And so they were doing something. And um, one of the ways that she put this, right, this whole, is it a personality thing or is it an attachment thing? Here's what she said. She said, if you find yourself, for example, Reading you you let's say you're in your room, door is closed, and you're reading a book. Let's say you you're living with something, you're you're with people or whatever. You're in your room, the door is closed, you're reading a book. Am I doing this thing because I genuinely like books? Or am I doing this thing to avoid, for example, conflict? Very plain, very simple example. I think painted the picture so well. There's a difference between personality differences, someone who might like to read books and someone else who wants to be at a comedy show. But am I doing this thing to avoid or manipulate in some way the relationship to be in my favor or this, or this, this, um, this moment to be in my favor? 
or am I really behaving out of a genuine, like it's really in my core personality. It's really in my core. Um, does that make sense? Mike? Like what I really just naturally want. It's not a reaction to you. It's really who I am. Okay. Give you another example. Um, some people like to take trips, take to, to, they, they'll go on a, a trip, uh, 180 days around the world, whatever that's called, right? They will take trips when things are going wild in their life. Do you? I do. I really like traveling. I might like traveling, but is it a re, really a reaction to being to feeling like I'm unable to manage the reality at home? Okay, so not every. So there's a difference between like personality stuff or preferences, desires, how you like to spend your time. Versus attachment issues. Something might look like introversion or look like, oh, I'm just excited about relationships. Am I really excited about connecting in relationships and that's why I move so fast? Or is it that I'm anxious that if I don't move in on you quickly and and throw in love and throw in connection and try to and, and keep lighting sparks, is it is it really that I have a fear that if I don't move very fast and very intensely that I'm going to lose you? Am I really excited about relationships or am I really behaving out of my anxiety? Is this clear? Okay, excellent, good. I like so clear. I like very excellent, good. Ooh, crystal. Oh, very, oh, super clear. Okay, wow, I love that. Oh my gosh, I love that. Excellent. Yes. The why. So good. You're getting it. Oh my God. This excites me. This excites me for people to get it. Okay. Let's keep going. We're not off this. We're not off this. I think that it's normal. It's actually not. So in the case of the anxious avoidant match, we're not talking about personality differences or differences in preference or opinion. We're talking about you're sitting at opposite ends of the attachment spectrum, not extroversion versus introversion. We're talking about avoidant and anxious. Okay. It's true that no one sits in total emotional balance all the time, but that doesn't mean that it should be a roller coaster either. That it's this chase, that it's this, um, I'm not sure if we're going to be okay next week. Where, you, I mean, come on, I know that you've, if you've been in anxious avoidant uh, pairings, you understand this feeling where um, it's like you're on edge, right? Like when you hit a good point, you're like, how long is it going to last? Like you always a little bit scared. Because you know that it's about to drop out again. And not because one person likes Chinese food and the other person likes Mexican. But because when I try to connect with you, you minimize the relationship. Or when I need space from you, you don't allow me to breathe. Okay? So we're sitting on opposite ends of the attachment spectrum, which is more of an issue than personality differences or preferences. And if you don't diagnose the problem correctly, you won't apply the right medicine. You won't, you will not apply the right strategy. So if I do not understand that this has to do with like with insecurities, difficulties with trust, intimacy, and vulnerability and safety, if I don't understand that, and I think that we just can't decide on how we're spending our free time, then I'm, then I'm not applying the right strategy. I won't apply the right strategy. If I'm not asking the right question. And if I myself think that, oh, I'm just introverted when really I'm avoidant, you are missing the whole, obviously you're missing the whole thing. You're missing your, the whole problem. Okay. 
Acceptance, what am I saying here? Let's see. Okay, so I think that this is normal and it's actually not. Acceptance for who you are and remaining constant in intimate relationships does exist. It does exist and it is available. But check this out. Please hear this. I think y'all are hearing a lot today, so I like that. This is great. Hear this, okay? In being constant, consistent, and in intimate relationships, or the ability to be constant and consistent, consistent, stable, secure, whatever. Y'all understand the synonyms. To be that in, an, in intimate relationships exists, and it is available. But here's the thing, okay? You have to... You gotta hear you gotta get the whole statement. You have to fit the description of the match to be able to have access to it. Think of your most think of uh think of the your your favorite most luxurious car or home. Think of it right now. Think of it. Think of the of your of your of your dream car or your dream home. Okay, if you got your dream car, think of your dream yacht. Think of your dream helicopter, think of your dream dream jet. Think of your dream home. Just think of it. Just think of it. Just think of it. If you got it in your mind, I want you to I want you to say I got it. But if you put it put it in the comments when you got it. And when three people got it in mind, we'll move on. So look, uh that exists, right? Like if you thought of a car or you thought of a home, it exists. You didn't just come up with like you no one was like thinking about some sort of space station. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't exist. Like you're thinking of something that has been inspired by something that you literally know about or it really exists as a specific location or it's a specific car, make and model. Okay. Like you didn't probably didn't dream of like some, you didn't just put in your mind like it was like a rocket ship plus a horse. Like you didn't like a horse, like you didn't just make something up. It was something that's inspired, something that exists, right? So just like the be- like just like that exists, so do your best safest relationships. But if you don't have the money for it, if you don't have the if you don't have access to it, it's not that these things don't exist. If I don't have the the resources to give it, then I cannot have it. It's not that it doesn't exist and it's not that other people don't happily live in it easily. Some people pay in cash. Okay, so it's not that it doesn't exist and and it's not hard for everybody to live in a certain way. But when I don't have the resources to get to give it, I cannot access it. It's not that it doesn't exist. It's not even that it's necessarily hard. But appears that way based off of my position. I used to hear people all the time talking about entrepreneurship. It's going to be hard. Your first couple years of therapist, you're going to be broke. Oh, I said, I could not be me. Couldn't be me. But based off of their position, it appeared to be one way. And I think this is the easiest thing I've ever done. It doesn't mean that there's not difficulties, but it's a, but, but, but what I tell people, like when I do the black business bootcamp, by the way, it's free. I'm doing the black business bootcamp this Saturday from 10 AM to 4 PM. It's totally free for black entrepreneurs. Okay. But you're not going to hear from me. It's just, it's going to be painful and hard and you're going to be broke. If you hear that, you're talking to the wrong person. Okay. So no, no, we also don't hide the difficult parts. But if I'm seeing it as a constant struggle, I'm not in grace. I'm not in flow. Something's not right. Okay? Something's not right. So I want you to apply that same kind of thing in relationship. 
it can it, it sounds hard and it's in my um, go to my website i am taylorchandler.com and you go to the uh workshops tab and it's right there you scroll to the bottom and you can apply and sign up um so same thing that you're hearing from people like with like relationship when i when i'm talking about like when I, we do reattach for this eight-week group starting on tuesday the 18th it's funny because now my, my clients when they get done with the work they're like it was so easy and I'm like, yeah, because you've been hearing from a lot of people, it's going to be so hard, and so many people can't do it, and it's going to take years. No, I'm talking to the wrong person. Okay? So what's the point here? What's the point here? Is that you thinking about your, mo- your, 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 your dream car, dream home, it does exist, but based off of the resources that you have in you, available to you, will determine how hard it looks to achieve. And then not only do I need to have access to it through my own internal resources, talking about relationship, it's emotional resource. That's my self-esteem. Okay? That's my self-esteem. That's my confidence. That's hope. Hope. Optimism is a resource. Okay? When, if I don't got it, it's going to be very hard to achieve secure relationships if I don't got that, okay? So when we're talking about money or we're talking about, like, car, home, you're thinking about money, okay? You're thinking about credit. But shifts, emotional resource to get an emotional outcome. I need emotional resources to get a, an emotional outcome. And the quality of my emotional resource will directly impact the quality of my emotional outcome. Goodness gracious, Thank you for buying the badge. I appreciate that, Lana. You understand that? So I need I need emotional resource. I need because I need to also be able to manage it. Okay, if you're gonna get your if you're gonna get your dream home, and let's say you got you you're, you want um you want the you want the big thing going you want the big stuff going on. Cool, cool. Well, you also need to pay taxes. Okay, and you also need to pay, you also need insurance. When I got this big TV, you can't see it. I got a 76-inch TV. <laughs> I got a 76-inch TV. It was one of the, I just bought it. I bought it a couple years ago. I was excited. I walked into Best Buy. I said, I want the biggest thing you got. I didn't look like that, and I didn't say that. But I went in there with that attitude. I said, I want the biggest thing you got. I want something so big. <laughs> I don't even watch TV anymore. I want something so big. I feel like I'm in a movie theater looking at this thing. I want to feel in it. I want to feel like I'm in it. I want the biggest thing you got. Well, after that, I realized, I was like, dang, I got to, they were like, for example, for example, right? There's a there's money that you're going to pay to get it mounted, but there's extra money you got to pay when it's something that's big, big, or something that's bigger. Okay. Just like the, your car insurance goes up, the better the car is, the newer the car is. Why am I talking about this? I need you to also understand that's about that's your emotional resource to get an emotional outcome. I need to be able to maintain this. I can't just get the thing. I also have to manage it, maintain it. I have to be able to take care of it. If something goes wrong with an Audi, that's going to cost more to get it fixed than your Nissan Altima 2006. If you want better relationships, somebody understand this. I mean, it's just understand this. You can't just have it. And then you, there's no maintenance, okay? You can't, you can't have the best friendships, the best romantic relationships, the best relationships with your family, the best relationships with your coworkers, the best relationships. You can't have all of the best relationships if you're not willing to develop yourself and maintain it, okay? It doesn't match. The same way that it doesn't match with, like, the concrete stuff. Like, you want the big house. Can you pay the, can you, it's, you're going to be taxed, okay? Healthy people have, Different kinds of needs. 
They expect more. Right? Can somebody say, I expect more? If you're, if you're like, yo, I'm doing my work, I'm trying to get things together, and you've, you've actually realized that you haven't been expecting enough, and that's why relationships have been trashed in the past. Somebody say, I expect more. Now, what people got away with in uh, your 2017, they could never do in 2023. Why? Because you expect more. The price went up. So we got to get past, like, a, I just want the thing. Do I really have the emotional resource? to be able to manage the thing when it comes. If you go if you go out tonight, if you're single go out tonight and you and somebody in the ideal person, right? An ideal person, secure match, if they meet you, are you emotionally prepared and available and open? And do you know what you're really bringing into that relationship? Some people are just like they are so caught up on there's nobody to meet that they have lost sight of, if I got you, what do I have, right? If somebody pulls up on you today, are you prepared, right? There's a reason why people who just went, who win the lottery and had nothing before or did not have nearly as much, of course, right, before, and then they go broke. Why? Because I, I didn't have the systems in place to manage the flow, And so it literally, the overflow, people are praying, people are wanting overflow and they don't have, the levees will break. The levees will break. Okay. Just sometimes a blessing can, Lord, what, who am I, what am I talking about? Sometimes a blessing can actually become a burden when you are not prepared to receive it, when you don't have a system to manage it and you need an emotional system. I'm talking about, you need to be able to manage conflict. You need self-awareness. You need accountability and responsibility. You need to be gracious. You need to be able not only to receive, but be able to give you really at the, at the bottom line and at the front door, you need sacrifice. You need to be able to serve somebody and not have a bad attitude about it. Are you joking? Do you understand what I'm saying? So I can't just want the blessing because it will be a burden because the person who is coming with that's coming with everything is expecting more and the blessing will break you because you do not have a system to manage it. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. If I took that 76 inch TV and I said, I don't want to pay, I don't want to pay for the extra support. The TV would break off of the wall. It's not that I didn't have the TV. It's not that I couldn't afford the TV on the front end. But if I got cheap with it, if I didn't, if I did not have the support on the back side to hold that thing, it's not that it didn't come into my house. It's that I could not manage it when it got here. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Come on. Come on. All right. So last thing, y'all, then we got, then we out of here. So y'all listen, what to do about this whole anxious, uh, <laughs> I need a tambourine. I was about to get a tambourine. I think I want to, I think I might get a tambourine. I might get a tambourine. I might get a little tambourine. Okay. All right, let's talk about what to do about this whole anxious and avoidant thing. This was good, y'all. Let's wrap it up. If someone is unwilling to identify with the issue and put forth effort in shifting their attachment, there's nothing you can do on this plane to make it happen. Yeah, on earth, there is no earthly thing that you can do. If someone is unwilling to identify with the problem and put forth effort and shifting their attachment, then there is nothing that you can do on this plane to make it happen. Some people you can remove 
like someone you just started dating who you can't connect with in a healthy or consistent way, but not everyone can or should be completely removed. So you will need to adjust your expectations and take responsibility for setting the boundaries you need to maintain your mental and emotional health. Okay. If you need help with boundaries, I always recommend coaching, but if you want to have something that's on paper, the boundary playbook is only $12. It is in my resource store in my bio. Um, and I used to do, I, I've been doing boundary, live boundary masterclasses for people who have the playbook. That's about to run out. I feel that. I think that next time might be the very last time. Okay. If anything, it's not going to go past two more times. So if you want to get that playbook and hop into our masterclasses, and even if you're not able to be there live, you get the replay, but you have to have the playbook. It's only available to people that get the $12 playbook. You can come to those live masterclasses. And obviously then you have that resource available for you if you need help setting your boundaries. So look, yes, yeah, someone just um, re, re uh, someone just echoed it back, right? There's nothing you can do on this plane to make something happen if someone is unwilling to um, identify with the problem or put forth um, or put forth in shifting their attachment. Okay, you can set boundaries with people who are unable to satisfy the re- your relationship requirements. Okay, now there's nothing you can do on this plane. You can pray for their clarity, okay, and for their heart to heal. Here's the thing, y'all, because I know how people are, okay? I know how some people are. Listen to me again. You can pray for their clarity and their heart to heal, okay? You're noticing that they got something going on. It's making it difficult for them to connect and release your reward. Someone put it in the comments. Release my reward. Release my reward. Okay. If you are, um, if you're praying for somebody's heart to heal and their clarity, um, you know, we need to be doing this out of genuine love. Just like when you send, if you're sending somebody reels and stuff, sometimes even though it can look like you're trying to help, there can be a, an aspect of it that's like, I actually still want what I want from you. This is where the tambourine, how <laughs> you said, this is the tambourine right here. Okay. So if I am, if I, if in my heart, I've been praying for your clarity and for your heart to heal, I see what's going on, right? I see you got some trying, it's difficult for you to connect. I pray for your clarity. I pray for your heart to heal and I release my reward. I don't pray for somebody. I don't, I don't act like I'm praying for somebody selflessly when really I've got a contingency on it. I actually want you to get better so that you come back to me. This is a convicting lie. I'm actually praying for you to get better so that you apologize to me. When, I pray, when I'm praying for your clarity, I'm actually underneath of that praying that you come back and apologize for everything that you did to me. is this today it's okay it's okay i mean you know we go we need to fix it but we need to be honest with ourselves and be able to be like you know that's kind of what i was trying to do i was kind of i was saying i wanted you to get clear and i wanted you to you know go to therapy but i had a little bit something in my heart that was kind of like there's a little bit of something in me that wants a little something out of your healing i release my reward. Lana got it. Release my reward. Release 
my reward, okay, rather than trying to get something good to happen to them so that you get what you want. Release my reward. So anyway, let's go, let's move on. Uh, this is it. There are plenty of accounts, um, plenty of things, plenty of people that are, that will tell you how to manage the whole anxious avoidant, tell you how to manage relationships. It's all over the place, okay? Um, and I have strategies for managing things like um, the anxiety and avoidance and such. But honestly, 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 I really believe, and I, I became convicted about this a while ago, about a year ago, I would say, um, about this thing in particular, that I didn't want to, over a year over a year ago, that I was, um, I can show you and teach you all of these strategies. Hey, when this person does that, do this. When this person does this, do that. And it will work. But all it will do is manage an issue. Okay. It's almost like um, it's managing the illness rather than healing it. Okay. And so what I'm suggesting that you do is apply strategies like emotional intelligence, commu- good communication strategies to apply these types of strategies that I that I teach whatever that's all over my podcast, all over my workshops, everything. Apply secure strategies to someone who is mature enough to be mature enough who someone who is at a good starting point where they have a level of maturity where they are starting clear. Okay, rather than starting with with people who are in an imbalanced state, like on these extremes, anxious and avoidant. Okay, rather than applying strategies to those people, I really believe that you should expect, expect, expect. Come on, somebody say expect. I expect that someone is starting as at a good starting point. I got away from teaching how to do, how anxious people need to deal with avoidance, how avoidant people need to deal with with anxious. I think that your standards should be higher. I'm going to have to call you higher. I think you should be secure and the other person should be secure too. I think you should be secure and the other person should be secure too. Not all this like uh, applying tactics and strategies, okay? Expect more. Expect that it will be easier than it has been. Expect more. Expect more. Expect more. I'm on a mission to eliminate insecure attachment. It cannot exist with me. That's the season, y'all. Happy season finale. Season nine, it's a wrap. It's been a pleasure. If this podcast has been working for you, not just today, but throughout season nine, and maybe before that, if you've been rocking with me for a little bit, then there are some links below PayPal, Cash App, and Venmo if you would like to give back into where you are getting something from. If you have never left a review, that is another way to do it, okay? another Or there is another way to give back, okay? By hitting those stars, if you never hit them before, to leave a review, a sentence or two, how is this working for you. If you're listening to this before Tuesday, April 18th, and you want to hop in to reattach, hop on in, go to imtaylorchandler.com. The information is there, the outline for all of our eight weeks. We've added to the program. We've added content. It's going to be great. We've added support groups through the week. In addition to the coaching sessions, it's going to be amazing. The information, the outline, and the registration link is on my website, imtaylorchandler.com. Y'all, I appreciate you. I'm so excited about what we're doing here at Reattach. See you later in 2023.